Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. From Los Angeles back in the 1970s to St. Louis back in the late 1990s, early 2000s. And then back to Los Angeles in the late 2010s to the 2020s. From the fearsome foursome to the greatest show on turf to just simply the LA Rams. Super Bowl 34, Super Bowl 56. Ram fans across the nation. Ram fans across the world. The playmaker down there silence here. And you have turned into Ramley Talk. Horns up, Rams house, let's go. Time to talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing today? Welcome to Ramley Talk on this day. Oh, it's a good day today. The Rams are off there by a week, and they are here to make some things happen today. As we get ready for week 11 of the NFL season, ladies and gentlemen, still host the Playmaker. I am back from a week off. Enjoy my birthday. Thank you to everybody who uh, took time out to tell me happy birthday. Very grateful for all the birthday wishes. From Ramley Nation, I really appreciate it. Now that we are off of bye week, we are getting ready for the second half of our season. And it's gonna it's a very uh very challenging second half of the second half of the season that we got here. But you know, we're gonna keep it rolling, we're gonna keep it moving, locked and loaded. Um side note, you are only getting the audio this week because we had some problems with our um uh, streaming platform, so but I was going to make sure that Ram Nation got their Ramley talk this week. I was not going to let y'all. I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. Not this week. Nope. Rams are back. I'm back. Come hella high water, you're going to get Ramley talk. So That's where we at. So what we going to do, we going to jump right into it. Got some articles, some headlines to go through real quick. Then I'm going to recap the last time the Rams took the field, which was in week nine. And Lord knows, I know y'all don't want to relive it. I don't want to relive it, but you know, for the sake of the show, gotta do gotta do my due diligence and do what we're supposed to do. So that's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna get ready for this week. So got first article is back from November 11, as the Rams kicked off the seventh season of the of their academic challenge with 18 local high school football teams. Shout out to uh, Maya Prow, who will be the main contributor for our articles this week, instead of Stu. I do got one from Stu. That was a big one, but I'll get to his article after we recap week nine, the last time the Rams took the field. And this article says here, the Los Angeles Rams, in, par- in partnership with Los Angeles Unified School District, are beginning a seventh season of the Los Angeles Rams Academic Challenge with for nine 
varsity football programs and nine girls flag football programs throughout November. The Rams will visit each participating school to lead a conversation about life after sports and the importance of academics to kick off their challenge. The goal of the Rams academic challenge is to empower the LAUSD student athletes to maximize their potential on playing on playing on the field and in the classroom. The Rams want student athletes to dream beyond sports and encourage them to go pro in life by becoming the best version of themselves. I like I like how this is going. I really do. Having talking to these high school students, mostly probably juniors and seniors, letting them know, hey, sports is one thing, but what you want to do after sports? You can't play sports forever. We all know this. Everybody got to retire at some point in time. And we got to move on and do bigger and better things in this life that we all are living in. So I like that the Rams are doing that. Very good to hear that from the Rams. And that's something they did on their bye week. Coming off their bye week, getting ready for the week, we have some other, we have something else coming out. And uh, this next article says, Tutu Atwell joins L.A. Care and Los Angeles Region Food Bank to distribute holiday meals leading up to Thanksgiving. This was dated back on November 15th. This was just yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. Los Angeles Rams, L.A. Care Health Plan, and Los Angeles Regional Food Bank teamed up to host a food distribution for families and community members struggling with fuel insecurity. Rams wide receiver and Super Bowl 46 champ, Super Bowl 56 champion, Tutu Atwell joined Rams cheerleaders, Rams front office staff, and volunteers from L.A. Care and the food bank to distribute self Stable kits produced and turkey to more than 400 families. Atwell has volunteered at several food distribution events and said it's great to come and give back. It's a blessing that I am in this position to do what I can do to help these people and I enjoy it. Close quote. Giving back has always been a priority for Atwell. His foundation, Tutu Atwell Jr. Foundation, offers events, giveaways, and supports food banks in his hometown of Liberty City, Florida. Taking place at the L.A. Care slash Blue Shield Promise Community Resource Center in Long Beach, Zoe College Resource Center manager said the goal of the resource of the resource centers are to build active, healthy, and informed communities. Shout out to Tutu Atwell, doing stuff in the community, making sure everything gets done, especially as we are Pretty much a week away, ladies and gentlemen. Literally seven days. Next Thursday will be Thanksgiving. And it's nice to see that uh, Tutu Atwell took time with, out of his daily budget because it's coming off a bye week. And, you know, we back in practice doing all this stuff. But he took time out to uh, give out meals to 400 families in the wake of Thanksgiving as we get back. That's very good to know. Good to hear. All right, got one more article here before uh, we dive into some other stuff. But we're gonna after that, after this article, we will uh, take a quick break and then come back and we'll be ready to keep it go- moving. This one here is, is from the Rams itself. This was two days ago. Most of you should know. If not, here it goes. Los Angeles Rams announced move to Woodland Hills. The Los Angeles Rams announced back on Wednesday that they will be moving their practice facility to Wood- to Woodland Hills. California in advance of the 2024 NFL season. The facility will be located at the corner of West Oxnard Street and 
Canogan Avenue, part of the nearly 100 acres in Westland, uh, Westland Hills, acquired last year by the Los Angeles Rams owner-slash-chairman Stanley Conkey. The announcement took place during a celebration at the adjacent Toggenbee Village, an out, uh, indoor-outdoor shopping and dinner destination that also is part of the 100 acres Rams. Los Angeles Rams Chief Operating Officer Kevin Denval was joined by Council Member Bob Blumenfield to announce the move and share that the construction work will begin later this week. Our CEO says, quote, this is a momentum, a momentum day for the Los Angeles as we can now call Woodland Hills and the city of Los Angeles our home. We are grateful to Councilman Blumen, Blumenfield for his support and to this wonderful community welcoming us to their neighborhood. Since, the, since bringing the Rams home to L.A., Stan Kroenke's commitment to this region is unmatched, and we are excited to expand our footprint and deepen our impact across the city. Close quote. So Rams will be moving their practice facility to uh, Woodland Hills for next season. So those of you who are living in the Woodland, Woodland Hills area, get ready because you'll be seeing preseason Rams football out there around June, July, and August. So get ready to catch your practices out there and do stuff like that. Be be good. Show out. Come support. Do your thing. And uh, shout out to all the news and notes for right there for right now. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, we got to recap the last time the um, Rams were on the field, unfortunately. So we'll be back. The Playmakers Bar is proudly sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, the number one shop where sports fans across the world love to get their sports gear and fan them all. A wide selection of gears from every league, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, the NCAA, and of course, the WWE. But it is football, basketball, baseball, hockey, even soccer, golf, no matter what sport it is, their sports appeal for every fan of every sport. Fanatics, with sports fan shop and efficient license everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ramley Talk. Uh, we got some news and notes out the way. Now we got to recap week nine. That was the last time the Rams was on the field. And in week nine, the Rams took the trip to... Lambeau Field. As they first off against the Green Bay Packers, both teams are looking for wins because both teams have been struggling. Unfortunately for the Rams, no Matthew Stafford in this one. So we had to go with Brent Rippett in this one, and it was a disaster, ladies and gentlemen. 20-3, to the final score as the Green Bay Packers scored 13 Unanswered points in the second half. As the Rams were shut out in the second half, it was ugly. 
it was a uh, very very ugly um i don't know what to call it they didn't even have Aaron Rodgers this time and they still whooped our ass that's the best way i can put it brent werpen 13 for 28 130 yards i'm gonna say that again brent werpen 13 for 28 130 yards passing 4.6 yards on average per pass. That is abysmal. A quarterback rating of 25.7. Uh, damn. Just damn. But making it even worse, Sean McVay ran the ball 26 times for 68 yards. Royce Freeman got 12 carries for 32 yards. Brent Rippon ran it twice for three times for 19 yards. Hell, even Brent Scarrata tried to run the ball. He got minus two yards. Darren Henderson Jr. ran the ball 10 times for 19 yards. It was abysmal on the offensive side. They just caught it what it is. It was abysmal. It was terrible. All right? That we had to sit there and watch that. Cooper Cup. Two catches. Puka Nakua, three catches. Darryl Henderson, two catches. Demarcus Robinson, one catch. Tutu Atwell, four catches. <laughs> Tutu got four catches with 13 yards on seven targets. Puka Nakua, three catches, 32 yards on seven targets. Cooper Cup, two catches, 48 yards on two targets. The offense was terrible, man. The offense was just terrible. I don't... This is... Without Stafford... Ain't no relative backup quarterback. The Rams are in trouble. Plain and simple. John Wolford didn't want to come back. He was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Right where I'm at being a third-string quarterback in Tampa Bay. Wow. You know what makes it more egregious about this game from week nine? That was two weeks ago. The Rams ran the ball 26 times for 68 yards. Aaron Jones! Who happened to return for this game, by the way, because he was injured. 20 carries, 73 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Rams, 26 carries, 68 yards. Aaron Jones, 20 carries, 73 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Jones by himself did more on a run game than the entire Rams. That's just pathetic. That's just really. Really pathetic. And then you got a guy by the name of Emmanuel Wilson. He had four carries for the Green Bay Packers for 43 yards. He averaged 10.8 yards a carry. Great. A.J. Dillon, nine carries, 40 yards, 4.4 yards a carry. Great. They are Green Bay Packers running backs, not Rams. Jeez, man. Jordan Love, 20 for 26, 228, a touchdown. He was sacked four times, though. Who cares? Quarterback rating of 41.6. Who cares? They beat us 20 to 3. Jeez. Louise. And I thought we had a chance in this damn game. I thought, man, no Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love ain't what he's supposed to be. No, maybe, maybe Sean McVay can use the run game to, you know, help Brent Ripping out, and we can do some things. Hell to the naw. 
Hell to the nah, 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 nah. Shout out to Bishop Bo Weaker for that. Because, no, we still got our ass kicked at Lambeau Field. As always, might as well have been Aaron Rodgers, goddamn, with the torn Achilles because he still would have did better than what we put on the goddamn field. Damn. Sorry. My apologies. Since Aaron Rodgers into this, but it's frustration. But it was it was terrible. And with that abysmal performance, especially by Brendan Ripon at Lambeau Field, we went out and we signed Carson Wentz that happened to be right on my birthday of November 8th, which was last Wednesday. I believe we released Brent Rippett, who ended up going to Seattle. <laughs> right before we played Seattle. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You just can't make this stuff up. So let's go to the let's go to the main article, which is the Stu article of signing Carson Wentz. All right, this is Stu Jackson write this article. The Rams have a new addition to their quarterback room. Los Angeles Rams, the Los Los Angeles on Wednesday agreed to terms with veteran Carson Wentz. The 30-year-old Wentz most recently played for the Washington Commanders, completing 172 out of 276 passes attempts. For 1,755 yards, 11 touchdowns against nine interceptions while starting in eight of the nine games played during the 2022 season. Prior to spending last season with the Commanders, Wentz started all 17 regular season games for the games for the Indianapolis Colts in 2021, completing 322 of 516 pass of 516 passes, passing passing for 3,563 yards with. 27 touchdowns to seven interceptions after Indianapolis acquired him in a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. Overall, Carson Wentz has thrown for 22,129 yards with 151 touchdowns to 66 interceptions across 93 games, starting 92 of them in seven seasons in the NFL. He has also worse. 337 times for 1,362 yards and 10 touchdowns. So he is now the backup to Carson Wentz. And then we finally heard from thy new backup quarterback yesterday. As Stu wrote an article saying, Carson Wentz, thankful for the opportunity with Rams. We're helping whatever way I can, and I am going to be ready. It says, if you set for several weeks, Quarterback Carson Wentz waited and waited and waited for his next opportunity. On November 8th, it was finally it was finally arrived by way of signing with the Rams as, as the backup to Matthew Stafford. In a 10-month wait to return to an NFL locker room, Carson Wentz says, quote, I will say the NFL has a way of humbling everybody. And it's a process, but at the same time, I'm no dummy. I've seen it all. I know how this league works, and I know kind and I know kind of how last year ended. And I didn't play good enough. And so I and so I was aware of what it could be. We all desire to be the guy playing. Don't get me wrong. I think everyone will be lying to you if they say it differently. But we all also know it's hard, it's hard business. It's hard. It's a hard lead. And just to be on a team, to be around the guys is a blessing regardless. So I am thankful for that opportunity. And I'll help 
in whatever way I can, and I'm going to be ready. I don't have to worry about next year. I don't worry about the following years. I can just be where my feet are and have as much fun as I can and help as much as I can. Close quote. That is the first ever uh, press conference for Carson Wentz as a Los Angeles Rams. Pretty sure he had a hard time waiting 10 months. He ready to be. It's been almost a year since that man was on the football team. A whole year. Almost a year. He was two months away from making it in the year. Man, oh man. But during this time that he wasn't that during his time that he wasn't on the team, it says that uh preparation took on different forms from working with former Raiders and Buccaneers head coach John Groom for a few days around the start of the NFL training camp this summer at the suggestion of his agent, spending some time training in California, South of Los Angeles to gather to gathering to anyone who was willing to catch passes so he could get throws in once the season began. So shout out to him. He's been he's trying to he he's been trying to keep himself ready and he's been ready. Now he gets a chance as the backup to Matthew Stafford, just in case something happens with Matthew Stafford. Speaking of Matthew Stafford, it has been uh Pronounced that uh, it is a good chance that Matthew Stafford returns for our upcoming game against Seattle, which we will dive in in a bit after I get done with our next commercial break. But for right now, that 20 to 3 loss that led to a Carson Wentz signing has dropped the Rams to a 3 and 6. Yeah, 3 and 6. We are lately three games under 500. And we are at the halfway point of the freaking season, which is not a good thing right now. So with that being said, we're going to take our next break. And then when we come back, we're going to get ready for the second half of the season. We'll be back. The Playmakers Blog is sponsored by Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment, so much so much to stream from shows and movies you can only catch here on Paramount Plus, whether it be from CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Liquid Loading, and so much more. The new home of Showtime. Watch Showtime original series, movies, and sports when you sign up for Paramount Plus with Showtime. Catch exclusive originals from Paramount Plus such as Star Trek, Strange Wars, The Family Stallones, Halo, and so much more. You also can stream live sports like NFL on CBS, the UEFA Champions League, the Masters, and the SEC on CBS. Paramount Plus, you can stream up to three devices when you create an account. So Paramount Plus, plan starts at $5.99. If you hit that link below, you can get a free trial. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. And welcome back to Rainbow Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Now that we got the recap out the way, the second half of the season begins. As as you know, I had us going five and four going through week nine. Obviously, I'm wrong with three and six going into the second half of the season. And the second half of the season begins with two divisional games and the AFC North. All right. Now, beginning up. Is week 11 as we have the Seattle Seahawks coming into town. But before we get there, this is where we stand at. 
The San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks both are tied at 6-3. and three. As of right now, with the San Francisco 49ers currently having the, tie, having the tiebreaker because I don't even think they face each other yet. But because uh, they have the better conference win. Okay. But they, they have two matches with each other coming up in the second half of the season. One of which is next Thursday on Thanksgiving night, by the way, with the Seahawks and the Niners. I believe that game is in San Francisco, by the way. Third place is our Los Angeles Rams at 3-6, and six, followed by the Arizona Cardinals at 2-8. and eight. And shout out to Kyler Murray for coming back from 11-month injury with a torn ACL. He's back on the field for the Arizona Cardinals, so we'll be seeing him next weekend. Okay, that's what we have next. So be prepared for that, and that game is in Arizona, I believe. So we'll be seeing Kyler Murray next week. But now we have a second matchup with Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks, ladies and gentlemen. And right now, if you look at the NFC picture, you have the Philadelphia Eagles at the top seed at 8-1. The Detroit Lions second at at 7-2, followed by the Central Susan 49ers at 6-3. And the New Orleans Saints at 5-5, leading the NFC South. Your three wild cards is Seattle. Six and three. They Dallas Cowboys, six and three. And surprisingly, the Minnesota Vikings at six and four. Those are your seven teams. Eight is the Buccaneers. Nine is the Commanders. Both with four wins. Tampa Bay has five losses. The Commanders have six losses. Also tied with the Commanders at four and six. Are the Atlanta Falcons at ten? The team that just beat us the last time is on the field of Green Bay Packers are headed up at eleven at three and six. And then there is us at twelve at three and six. We have five teams ahead of us. We're talking the Vikings, the Bucks, the Commanders, the Falcons, and the Green Bay Packers all ahead of us. Which means with the Vikings at 6-4, and four, the Vikings have a three-game lead on us. They have three more wins than us. That means we need to get the ball rolling. By the way, they haven't had that bye week yet, but I'm pretty sure that bye week is coming up pretty soon. So that means we got to get some wins, but it's kind of hard because we got Seattle coming into town this week. And the reason why we got Seattle on account this week, and it's going to be difficult, because uh, week one, we went to Seattle to open up the season, and we smacked the Seattle Seahawks in the Pacific Northwest by the tomb of 30-13, to 13, ladies and gentlemen. The Seahawks went in, went in the halftime up 13-7, to 7, and then we just whooped their ass in the second half by the tomb of 23 to nothing in the second half. Let me say that again. The Seattle Seahawks at home to open up the season were up 13 to 7. And in the second half, the Rams whooped that ass by the tomb of 23 to 0 in the second half. And annihilate the Seattle Seahawks. And since then, and since then, you're talking the Seahawks went 0 1, we went 1 1 0. And since then, we went 2 and 6 for the rest of the way. And the Seahawks went uh, 6 and 2 the rest of the way. Go figure. In that game, however, Matthew Stafford was twenty was twenty four for thirty eight, three hundred and thirty four yards. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. They need to. Uh, this was out Cooper Cup, by the way. If you remember, we had Cooper Cup for the first four games, but somehow, some way, the young receivers of Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua showed their face because they both had one hundred nineteen yards receiving, both each. Tutu Atwell had six catches. Puka Nakua had ten catches. 
That's why Puka Nakua burst on to the scene of the NFL early on as everybody was looking at him to be the offensive rookie of the year. Now that has been taken away and done for by C.J. Stroud. I'm just going to tell the truth. C.J. Stroud has solidified him as the rookie of the year. I'm sorry. Unless he has a terrible second half of the season, which I don't see happening. But that dude's a cold, hard-blooded machine right there at, down there in Houston. Anyway, but here's the here's the crazy part. You know what Sean Mason, you know what the Rams did? 40 carries for 92 yards and three touchdowns. They ran the ball down the Seahawks throat. They ran the ball 40 times. Now then we we had carry on Williams who had 15 carries for 52 yards and a touchdown. And we also had Cam Megas who had 22 carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. I mean, even Cam Megas is out for the season with Minnesota with a torn Achilles, and we prayers out to you. No matter how things ended with the Rams, don't want to see anybody get hurt. Don't want to hear about anybody getting hurt. So prayers out to Cam Megas. Hopefully he returned from a torn Achilles, which you hate when that happens. But they ran the ball down the Seahawks' throat 40 times. That's some San Francisco type ish there. We just gonna run the ball and you ain't gonna stop it. We just gonna run the ball and you ain't gonna stop it. That's what we gonna do. That's exactly what we gonna do. And that's what they did in week one. And Geno Smith, 16 for 26 on 112 yards passing, one touchdown. We'll say that again. Geno Smith, 16 for 26, 112 yards. Those are Brent Griffin numbers, dude. That's what he did in week one against us. Ever since then, he's been playing a lot more better, okay? So that's it right now, as we get ready for this round two rematch, Geno Smith is at 2,131 yards passing with 11 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Kenneth Rocker has carried the ball 145 times thus far this season for 595 yards and six touchdowns. Leading receiver for the Seahawks is DK Metcalf with 35 catches, 552 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford's coming off missing missing his first game this season as a Ram. He's he is just above 2,000 yards 2,000 yards passing at 2,070 yards passing with eight touchdowns and seven interceptions. Carry on Ricketts, who is still on IR, by the way. They haven't made room for him to come off IR, which kind of sucks at this moment in time, but. We'll still have to run with Darrell Henderson and the war screaming for right now. Let's see if Ken Pukunukua get back on track. He's been quiet as of late. He's at 64 catches for 827 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Here's where the league rankings are at going into week 11, ladies and gentlemen. The Seahawks have the 19th ranked offense and the 19th ranked defense. 19th ranked offense and the 19th ranked defense are the Seahawks. Seahawks. They are 14 in passing and 25th in rushing. Us coming off our bye, we have the 17th-ranked offense and the 13th-ranked defense. We are 15th in passing and 19th in rushing. Uh, maybe we can use a formula from what we did in game one to put in game two here. I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean, as far as running the ball, can we run the ball? We ran the ball 40 times today. We ran the ball down their throats. I'm pretty sure you can still run the ball down their throat again. I mean, they rank 19th in, 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 in defense, but. What is that like in the – they can still be ran, though. They ain't invincible. They ain't in the top five. They ain't in the top ten. They ain't even in the damn top 15. 
Hell, we are in the top 15 in defense. We are ranked 13. Offense has taken a slide because we was ranked in the top 10 in offense. And then this kept sliding down, sliding down, sliding down, sliding down. So we got to get our offense back right. Okay? We was in the top half in reverse, and we need to get that back right. We just be we, we right at the midway point of being in the top half and passing. So we need to get that back up. Okay? We got some things to work out if that's a 3 and 6 team, but. We take care of business against a six and three team and beat them twice in the same season. Think that bodes well for us going in the right direction. And Seattle takes a big hit going into the Thanksgiving week with a matchup with the San Francisco 49ers on Thanksgiving night. So we could be helping the San Francisco San Francisco 49ers out there a bit. Pretty sure uh, somebody like by the name of Snowman won't mind. He can care less, but he probably won't mind it. Hey, you got beat by the Rams. Now come get this ass whooping by the San Francisco 49ers, which don't you see Hiddle and, and uh, Gino, and then they can solidify themselves winning the division yet again because uh, after what they did to Jacksonville, um, yeah, they beat the brakes off the Jacksonville Jaguars in Duval. Yeah. But nevertheless, we are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. There are some of us out there, not me, who want to go ahead and call this season what it is, call it quits, and uh, just get a high draft pick and just build towards next season. Others like myself, nah, we're going to play this out, goddammit. There's a lot of football to be played. And the way this season is going, anybody can beat anybody, goddammit. So, damn it, let's make some things happen and see. Let's see if we can sneak in. Damn it, let's see if we can sneak in there. Because as of right now, if my prediction when it stayed true, and I put us at what, 11 and 6 on the season, if I remember correctly. We need we need to go 8. Damn, we need damn to go 8 and 0. <laughs> Which is not happening. Good gracious. Well, my, my season prediction is out the door. Still. Let's, let's see how close we can get to it. I, I had us getting 11 wins, but there ain't no way we getting 11 wins. If we were to win again, we're supposed to win like uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Green Bay. That's three of them right there. We won't be in this damn predicament, but we are. Nevertheless, ESPN has the Rams favorite at 55%. Seattle is only getting 44% from the matchup. On ESPN, which is like, wow. Seattle's a season three team. Y'all have no faith in the you have no faith in the Seahawks. Yeah, damn. That's very disrespectful. Well, and then uh as I look at it, ESPN bet oh, ESPN has a betting app now. Those of you who don't know, ESPN has their own betting app now, so now we'll be using the ESPN bet. For the line, it has a line of Seattle minus one. That should be interesting to see. So, 425 CBS. Yes, we on CBS. I don't know why we on CBS, but we on CBS. 425. So, get get ready for that. Enjoy that game. And I did pick us to win this one. I had a split with Seattle, but since we won in Seattle, I'm going to stick with my pick and keep us winning. So, let's go ahead and sweep Seattle. Let's go ahead and sweep Seattle. That's a that's a victory within itself, okay? We beat Seattle twice. All right, I'm cool with it. And then next week we can see if we can 
sweep the Arizona Cardinals where I be at it, all right? Make us 4-1 in the division. And the only team you haven't beat is the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm good with it. hope y'all good with it. Let's get ready for Thursday Night Football here. I'm the Playmaker. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening in to Ramley Talk. Let's get this dub, Rams. Let's sweep the Seattle Seahawks. And let's get ready for Arizona Cardinals next week. Deuces. Thank you for tuning in to Ramley Talk. Ramley Talk is sponsored by Fanatics, Lids, and Paramount Plus. Get your favorite sports appeal with Fanatics or Lids and get great streaming service with Paramount Plus. If you want to donate to the program, you can donate to us via Cash App. Dollar sign D Playmakers. That is again, dollar sign D Playmakers. And remember, you can follow and subscribe to Ramley Talk on all podcast directories, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. And those of you who are on Apple, leave us a great review. Leave comments on how you feel about Ramley Talk and the episode that you listen to. Tune in again next time for more Ramley Talk, hosted by the Playmaker. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.